Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received the reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. And then I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to be fasting, except to your Father who is hidden. And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. So we come tonight to gather for another Ash Wednesday, another entrance into Lent. And Lent is typically, as we heard in the Gospel reading, a time of prayer and of fasting and of acts of charity. And what I find fascinating is when we hear Jesus' words around fasting, He doesn't say, if you fast, He says, when you fast, as if it's a given. Now we love prayer. We always encourage prayer. We talk about prayer quite a bit. And we can support helping those who are in need and and giving to those who are poor. But fasting? We love our diets. We love to, to change our food intake when it has some benefit for ourselves. But then we have this problem that we, we disconnect our spiritual life from our, our physical needs. We like when the church feasts. Like last night, maybe some of you came to the pancake dinner. We ate pancakes. We consumed copious amounts of sugar and we enjoyed some sausages. And it was phenomenal. It was a great joy. We feasted last night. But fasting? Who are you to tell me stop eating? We don't like it because it involves, it involves hunger and that leaves us a bit uncomfortable. And I'm not talking about some of the typical Lenten fasts, such as a, a fast from soda during this season, or maybe you chose to, to fast from chocolate. Is it truly a fast if you give up chocolate for Lent, but then increase exponentially your consumption of chips and salsa? Not that anyone in this room would have ever done that. That's called coping. I'm not talking about a fast from the, I'm talking about a fast from food. Fasting that leaves your belly aching in a culture where we're always within arm's reach of food. So why would we ever allow ourselves to hunger? Jesus, the, the Son of God, 
The Word of God it takes on flesh. The Word took on flesh so that God could become our brother. Born of the Virgin Mary. Human in all things. Skin and bones. Teeth and hair. Heart and lungs. Blood, saliva. A God with hands and feet. A God with kidneys and a spleen. How often do we think about, he was a man in all things. He ate and he drank. He slept and he walked. He prays. He weeps. He laughs. He bleeds. Just like you and I. He dies. And he rises back to life. He he is complete human. He is complete divine. God. God chose to take on fingerprints and DNA to be just like you and I. And he's human in all things but sin, it tells us. And so he comes to this earth on our behalf. And he fasts. He chooses to fast. This upcoming Sunday, we're going to be hearing the gospel story of Jesus in the desert and fasting for 40 days in the wilderness with no food. And how Satan would would come to him in that moment to tempt him. Think about this for a moment. God needs no food. And he took on flesh so that he then needed food to survive. And in taking on flesh that required food to survive, he then chooses to not eat. To withhold that pleasure for 40 days. His stomach empty of that great thing we we take for granted so often. This, this man who, who was fed by his mother in her very womb and soon later at her breast. This toddler who had to go through the whole toddler phase of experimenting with food. You ever seen toddler food? It's gross and it always comes back at you. And Jesus had to eat this stuff that he created. To eat the Passover lamb with his family at the table. All for our sake. As the first man, Adam, fell because he was always within arm's reach of a certain fruit. And he couldn't say no when tempted by Satan. The second Adam, the Christ. Tempted once again by food. Turn these stones into bread. It says no. And leaves his stomach empty for our sake. He withstands every temptation of the evil one. Brothers and sisters, Lent is a strange time. Lent is a time where our faith becomes strangely physical. All these disciplines, prayer and and fasting and acts of charity, keep us from just over-spiritualizing our faith to make it something that we play out in our heads but isn't really real, isn't tangible. It forces us to take account of our own lives and our actions and what we're doing. I mean, at the end of the day, who wants to give up time in our busy and crazy and hectic schedules for prayer? Or who wants to give up at the end of a long day some enjoyment and relaxation with digital entertainment? Who who wants to give up money when your budgets are already tight and you're already trying to figure out how you're going to make it through the month? Who wants to give up food? It's food. It's great. We don't want to give these things up. But God has given us a body and through it and through 
this time of discipline. He calls us to desire Him more through prayer and fasting and acts of charity. He fasted for us. He endured the pangs of hunger for us. And He calls us to fast with Him. That our flesh may be disciplined. To be chastened in our flesh. That flesh that God has redeemed. Your flesh that God has redeemed to, to, to grow in self-control for His kingdom's sake. And what's amazing is if we could, as we grow in control of our belly, how do other things, other aspects of this fleshy life start to come into control too and desire God? So this Lent, my prayer for all of us is that we would be reaffirmed that our bellies are not our God. And so I want to encourage you, I want to exhort you, I want to challenge you. This Lent, pray. Pray until you realize that your schedule is not your own. That your time is not your own. Time is a gift from God. It is not something that is yours to take or give or to make. It is from God. Fast until you realize that your daily bread is not from the work of your own hands, but all gift from God. Give generously until your money no longer becomes the source of your security and your happiness. My, my prayer for all of us this Lent is that our stomachs would rumble. You know, sitting in the meeting and your stomach starts churning so loud that everyone looks at you, that's what I'm talking about. So that we would, so that we would hunger for God. This, this is not about, about fasting, of denying uh, some momentary earthly pleasures in order to get a better looking body for the summer. This, this is about drawing closer to God. Of our relationship with Him. And, and what I find so, God is, guys, God is so generous. What I find so generous about our God, about our Savior, is that tonight, the very first night of Lent, this Ash Wednesday, you know what God commands us to do? Break your fast. That's the very thing He's going to command you to do in just a minute. That fast, that moment of hunger, he now comes to us, body and blood, and feeds us. The one who hungers for us now gives us food to eat, to fill our hungry stomachs. So tonight we feast together, we eat and we drink, that Jesus would give us himself. So that our grumbling stomachs throughout this season would draw us here, not the snack cabinet. Here, to his home, the house of feasting, the banquet laid before us. He who hungers gives himself for us so that we may never hunger again. My body, true food, my blood, true drink. He who eats will never hunger again. Brothers and sisters, let us hunger for him who satisfies our every desire. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.